How do you implement the no contact rule if you have children together? This video is for married people or couples who are dating who do have kids together and they want to save the relationship. So that's who I'm talking to here. If you don't want to save the relationship, then this is not going to apply to you. But if you do want to save the marriage or the relationship, then this video is going to be very helpful. Number one is that you want to be sure that you get your time with the kids. That means that you make sure that time is split evenly. And of course, I'm assuming you actually want to be with your kids and you want custody. God forbid there was a divorce or breakup. But the reason I'm telling you this is because if it does go to legal proceedings, a judge or jury, however this plays out, will look at the time that you spent with the kids. And even if it was out of your control, they can try to establish, and I'm talking about the opposing lawyer, can try to establish what's called precedent, meaning what is it typically in terms of the time you spend with the kids. And they will try to apply that to you as your desire to be a parent and your ability to be a parent. And they try to keep it normal. They try to keep that as it was going forward. And so it's really important that you show a record of being with your kids, making effort to be with your kids and being a good parent. So that's really important. That's the first thing on the list. And you need to stop whatever you're doing and make sure you plan this out. You may have to contact your spouse or partner and say, I need to start seeing the kids. I expect to start seeing the kids. You may have to be firm about it if they've been trying to keep the kids from you. You want that to go on the record because if you try to be with your kids and they keep them from you, that can hurt them and it can give you more power and more leverage in proceedings and it can definitely get you more time with your kids and it can also give you more control over what happens. Hopefully it won't come to that, but we need to be prepared for anything. So step one is make sure you're seeing your kids on a regular basis and strive for equality. That means one week with your spouse, one week with you, or one week with your dating partner, one week with you. You want to make sure that you are showing that you want to be a parent and that you are being a parent and that you have the ability it means you have a place for them to stay. They can stay the night that you're not too busy. You want to show that because we don't know what the future holds. And I want you to make sure that you get to be with your kids and that they get to be with you. That's very important. Fatherless homes, especially produce children who don't do well in the world. They experience more depression. They're victims of violent crimes. More often, they're more likely to commit a violent crime. They're more likely to be depressed. They're more likely to do poorly academically, and they're more likely to get into a bad relationship or a bad marriage that doesn't work out and can even be abusive towards them. So it's very important that you are in the life of your kids as much as possible. Number two, most of the conversations that you will have with your spouse should be about your kids, shared property, pets, or business you have together. That's going to be things that you can talk to them about politely and calmly. And you need to make sure that you do not start any fights as best you can, that things stay peaceful. And you can even work in some playfulness, some jokes, maybe some inside jokes or inside stories that you can refer back to casually. Don't make that the highlight, but if it fits, you can do that. And so you want to give a report basically to your spouse or your partner. Tell them about what's going on with the kids, how they've been feeling, grades in school, their behavior, activities you've been up to, any health concerns at all. Because again, you want to be careful. You may have to show these to a judge at some point and show that you're a good parent. So really be careful. These next few seconds are for the married people. 
you can use these conversations about the kids, business, shared property, that kind of thing, to act as a starting point to where the two of you can have some conversations, maybe about things from the past that are pleasant, inside jokes, inside stories like I mentioned. Also, you could even say, I'm drinking from the coffee mug you got me. It still works. Good job. Kind of playful like that, but you're bringing up elements of the relationship. And you also want to look for points of agreement. So, for example, in talking about the kids, you could say, we really did a good job with them or we make good babies. You're just trying to find a point of unity where you can say, we did this. We did this well. It's a moment where you two can kind of have together and celebrate what you two have done together. And so it could be something about the business, maybe. And though I encourage you to be careful with this, you can also reference the divorce or the separation or whatever's going on as saying, we really made a mess, didn't we? Even though that's a negative, you are still speaking of the two of you in we. You're together. That can be important later on. It's like planting a little seed. You're wanting these positive experiences with them, and you're also wanting unity with them where you act and talk like a couple if possible. Now, if you are dating and you're using the no contact rule because they left you, that does not apply unless they start the conversation. And I have lots of other videos on that. But if you are just in a dating relationship, then it doesn't necessarily apply. However, it gets difficult because if you consider yourself to be in a marriage-like relationship where you, you have been living together, maybe this person's left now, then this can apply. And so as I've said before, though there are plenty of techniques that carry over between marriage and dating relationships when they start to have difficulty and there's a split or a separation, there are some differences as well. And I go over lots of those in videos specifically about marriage. I also have a free mini course on saving a marriage, and I encourage you to get that. You just go to myxbackcoach.com. That's myxbackcoach.com. And it's under the marriage tab. It just says free mini course. And it's free, and it's to help get you pointed in the right direction and doing the right things to give this a chance and to save your marriage. So I strongly recommend that you go get that. The price is right, it's free. Number three, this is so important. Do not overlook this. Do not overlook this. Listen to what I'm saying. Get a lawyer if you don't have one. There are so many things you aren't even aware of, little things you can do that we would all consider perfectly normal that can hurt you in terms of custody and finances if this were to go to divorce proceedings. I don't want it to. I'm trying to help you to prevent that. As a matter of fact, I have a workshop called Relationship Reignite, and it's for marriages in crisis, and the goal is to prevent divorce. So I'm all over that. But I am telling you, I also believe in being cautious and thinking about the future, making sure you're prepared and you're protecting yourself. Get a lawyer, because there will be things you have no idea that could hurt you in court, that could hurt you with your custody of your children, and could hurt you with finances. And the other lawyer is going to fight. They're not going to be merciful. It's not their job to be merciful. So you need to make sure you're on top of this. You will not regret this, but you will regret it if you don't get a lawyer. And I have so many horror stories where I have told people to get a lawyer and they didn't. And later they said, why didn't I listen to you? Trust me, I've seen too many of these. Get a lawyer so you can make sure you're not making the mistakes that can hurt you with your children, with getting to be with them, which is so important. It's not attractive when you let the other person defeat you in court and do things that are unfair. You need to stick up for yourself. Get a lawyer. I'm not kidding. Number four, don't badmouth your spouse to the kids. 
Don't badmouth your dating partner to the kids. You may have already known that. It may seem really basic, but don't do it. It will likely get back to them. Not only can that hurt you legally, because you are not supposed to be doing that. That can make you look really bad, and it can hurt your custody and your finances and all kinds of things going forward. But it can also drive an even deeper wedge between you and your spouse if they think that you are bad-mouthing them. Don't do it. And that applies to marriage and dating relationships. Don't talk bad about the spouse. As a matter of fact, demand respect if they are complaining about your partner or spouse, correct them. Say, you be respectful of your mother. You be respectful of your father. That's what they need from you as a parent. They need to know that even though this is going on, that you still expect them to respect their parent. This is also an opportunity, if you correct your kids, to say something positive about your spouse or your partner. And I suggest that you do that. Try to be a positive source because that will get back to your spouse or your partner and they can actually feel more connection with you and warmth. They could actually start to want to work on this just because of that over time. It's not a magic bullet, but if they know that you are speaking positively of them to the kids, that you're making sure the kids respect them, it can only help because being a good parent while also being a good spouse or partner, even in this situation is going to help you. So keep that in mind. Don't badmouth your spouse, your partner to the kids. Before I get to number five, please subscribe to this channel so you can be notified when I have more videos like this on relationships, breakup, marriage, attraction, and love dynamics. And be sure to get my free mini course at myexpatcoach.com under the marriage tab. It's a free course on saving a marriage. I'll also link to it in the description below. Number five may be the most strategic one, but it's where, along with your kids, you can plan events that your spouse or partner is welcome and even invited by the kids to attend. And that can be birthday parties, ballet recitals, baseball games, soccer games, family reunions. That one could be awkward, but I've seen it work. And your kids can be the ones to actually tell the spouse about it or the partner and say, we want you to be there. And that's an opportunity for you to be polite, to interact with them, to show them it doesn't have to be awkward, to let them see you be a good parent, but also for the group of you as a family to be together. And that's so important that they get to look around and be part of the family unit and say, this is us, this is our family. And they get to actually take action in that and be part of that and to think about that later. So the more that you can make that happen with the kids without it being obvious, you're gonna have to be coy here. You're gonna have to be kind of sneaky about this and not too obvious, especially when you're telling the kids, yeah, see if he or she can go be part of this. You can probably take it from there. Remember to get my free mini course on saving a marriage. This has been Coach Lee, and as always, thank you for watching.